I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I'm good. We are closing in on the end of the year, and it just... We are. It's it's crazy, and it's a very busy time for a lot of reasons, but it's yes. been it's been a really special season with my girls, and good. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. How, how are you? I, I'm good. Um... I'm in the middle of, which is the reason why I, for my topic of starting a four-part series, I'm in the middle of doing more 360-degree assessments than I have ever done in my life. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. It's, what's really great is when you have people that have said, hey, would you do a 360 on me? And they really want to change. They mm-hmm. really want to improve. That's great. It's not so much fun when... And I haven't had anybody say this yet. Uh, when you know somebody says, "Hey, uh, I don't believe this," you know those those aren't good. But I'm good. I'm you know it's I'm really enjoying this time of year. Mm-hmm. You know, it is my favorite time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And by the time this podcast is released, will the days be getting? longer they sure will <laughs> oh so then it gets toward your favorite time of the year yes yep yep i was just thinking this, that this tonight. darkness is yeah this darkness is just old i'm sorry <laughs> yeah you know i feel like this year i may be in better shape than previous years for some reason just good I think i've i've thrown myself into other things that i'm less focused on the lack of daylight but yeah you have been very positive about this season which is great yeah, I've had a lot of fun things planned, so. Good. You know, working through that bucket list. Mm-hmm. So let's jump right into our podcast because this time of year, people don't have time for a long podcast. Nope. So I started a new series with my post this morning entitled The Four Steps to Meaningful Change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year we did a pretty drawn out one about how do you uh, reflect on your year? How do you plan for the new year? It seems it's my theme is to always, you know, get a good start on the new year and but this year because I was reflecting so much on on 360s I thought you know I'd like to to dig into this just a little deeper mm-hmm. and and we always like a series you love it when I have I a series and I, th- and I think you love it when we have a series because then David knows what he's going to write about the next week <laughs> which is true that's one of the reasons why I like a series um, but this quote and I don't know who said this quote but it's really deep it says it is far better to know where one is and realize that one does not know than to be certain one is in a place where one is not. Mm-hmm. That's so deep. And, and there are people that are just so convinced that they're in a right place when they are completely, completely and utterly lost. Like they just don't, they just don't get it. So step one on the four steps to meaningful change is awareness. You can't make a meaningful change if you don't know where you are. Mm-hmm. If, you know that that and, and awareness. Awareness is really hard. It's it's hard to be completely open with yourself to know exactly where you are. Um, there there's also and I think we touched on this a few weeks back, but the Dunning Kruger effect actually says that the more certain a person is, the more confident they are in wherever they are, whatever they're doing, 
the higher likelihood is that they really don't have a clue. Yeah, that's really interesting. And <laughs> yeah, and it's it's kind of like you become blind to your own assessment of yourself, which is really frightening because mm -hmm. what that means is if you're really and so and this was one of the points brought out by one of the speakers at Live to Lead. Greg Rochelle brought that out. And I and I wrote that note and I highlighted it and I really started asking myself what are the things that I'm really sure of that I might not be right about? And what things do I think I'm really good at that I might not be good at? That's this awareness piece. And, and, and so I, um, I started taking some, uh, you know, asking myself some questions in my thinking time, by the way, asking myself some questions about this. And, you know, um, what can I, and so one of the, one of the ways that, that Greg Rochelle said was, if you are answering more questions than you're asking, you got a problem. Let me say that again. If we're answering more questions than we're asking, we got a problem. Because what it means is mm -hmm. we're probably very closed to learning new things. And we think we're an authority on something. So I had to start asking myself, so when was the last time I looked into better teaching techniques? When was the last time I looked into better speaking techniques? All of those types of things are, are things that really become these these, these um, kind of jogs my memory, so to mm -hmm. speak. So the 360 is a huge tool for awareness. I recommend that everybody do some kind of a 360. Now, I'm not saying people need to hire somebody like me to do a 360. You can do a 360 by just having a series of questions that you email out to people and you have them fill it out in a Word doc, print it and leave it in your office, leave it on your desk. Um, and I've, you know, I've had people say, well, why would I give people an opportunity to take shots at me anonymously? Well, that's the point of the 360, is people need to be able to feel open. Because a lot of times, you know, if, um, and we'll get to my next tool, favorite tool here in a minute, but it really takes an extremely trusting relationship for someone to be able to give feedback and real honest feedback. Um, and very, very few work relationships are on that level. Maybe that's the best way for me to put that. And so somebody else would say, well, you know, but I don't want to do a, a 360. And I said, well, the only thing worse than being called a jerk is, you know, being a jerk and not knowing you're a jerk and never changing and staying a jerk. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of like the crass way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Every every single leader really needs to do a 360. If they don't, they're not truly interested in getting better. Okay? Um, so again, you can do them. And sure, I'd love it if people would pay me to do it. That's how I kind of pay the bills, so to speak. But you don't need to hire somebody. You can just think up some good questions. Or if somebody wants questions, email me. Mm -hmm. macney.org. I'll help you with your questions. But then you just send a simple word doc to somebody. They fill it out and they print it and it's anonymous and they leave it on your desk. My second, probably my most favorite, because it really was the one that, that hit me the hardest, is your closest friend assessment. So your closest friend assessment is when you pick two people who are your closest friends and you ask them for your greatest strength and your greatest weakness. And I think, did we talk about this on a podcast once? Mm -hmm. I think we've talked Probably. about it a couple times. Yeah. 
So what's powerful about this is these are the people that know you the best. And for me, the, 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 the most profound piece of self-awareness I got was when my wife said to me, you don't value people enough. And I, you know, and I was upset and I, you know, because she wrote it to me in an email that she never sent but left it on our shared computer. But thankfully, I wasn't upset when I went up the stairs. Well, maybe I was a little bit when I went up the stairs from our, my office in the basement. Um, but she was right. I didn't value people enough. And, and I still struggle with maintaining the correct level of valuing others because it isn't part of my behavioral profile, but I have to make a conscious effort to get better at it. And I'll figure out ways like putting in my daily agenda, who did I add value to today? Um, you know, she will, my wife, you know, being my best friend, and it's, it will be saying to me, honey, I think you really need to call this person. I think you should, she, she, Yesterday, she reminded me that there were two people that I really needed to call, um, some shut-ins that I haven't from our church that I haven't seen for a while. So you need this kind of feedback. This awareness piece is huge. It's, it's really huge. Um, the next piece of advice that I would get to, to raise our awareness is just kind of ask some reflection things. So what did you learn about yourself in 2020? So now when I ask, these are the questions that I never tell you I'm going to ask you, but then I just ask you. And it's not that I try to set you up. I just don't think about it until we get record. <laughs> so what are some things that you learned about yourself in 20? Oh, uh, I mean, a lot. You're going to say, how long do we have? <laughs> yeah, right? how, I mean, I know we said we needed to keep this a shorter podcast. Um, I think 2020 was a... Lesson in patience. Hmm. Um, Good. I I think I actually just today was talking to a friend and said it was the uh, the ultimate test for parents. <laughs> um, yes. It, I think it's funny because a year ago, when we kind of were talking about doing our series on reflection and, and planning ahead for twenty twenty, it was just so. You know, we were so hopeful, right? We were like so yeah. <laughs> full of energy and excitement and like vision, right? Like 2020 vision. It was yes. the big thing. And 2020 just knocked us all right back down to reality that, you know, no, like nothing is as predictable as we think it is and um, or as certain as we think it is. And we we can't take our our daily lives, our experiences, our relationships for granted because, you know, things can change in an instant. So right. I think there's, there's a lot to, to learn from 2020, but I would say, you know, patience is one of those things. Um, compassion. I think we've, mm. we've all had to kind of um, revise yes. our relationships with others and how, yeah. and, and how we treat others. And, um, and I think, gratitude like being grateful Ooh, yeah or you know think like I, I think that you know i i now notice how important you know that everyone at wegmans is to to my daily life right and, mm -hmm. and sure. all of the not just the um what we maybe would have traditionally thought of as essential workers or healthcare workers right. it's like really recognizing all of the people 
that kind of, you know, make the world go around. Um, so I think those would be my key takeaways from 2020. That's great. Those are great. And I loved how you pointed out, you know, the essential workers that we never, that were kind of in the darkness, essential mm-hmm. workers, like we didn't see them, but they're there mm-hmm. through the whole thing, you know, masked up all day long, trying to sanitize everything, making sure we can buy our groceries. Mm-hmm. That, that's really great. You know, I, and I think, so I'm trying to think of what were some things that I learned. Um, I learned that I'm actually okay with some solitude that I didn't think I would be okay with. Mm. And I actually, I had a coaching because I've spent, you know, this is pro- I've probably been nine months now since I haven't been working at, in our offices. I've been working from home for probably nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a coaching client this morning tell me that he discovered that he is much more creative when he's not in the office. Interesting. And I said, that's terrific. And he goes, and I reflected on it. And I was so proud of him because he was doing his reflection. He goes, and I reflected that at five o'clock when everybody would go home, I would start to become really creative and get a lot of stuff done, a lot of great thoughts. And he said, but now I've decided that there's certain days when maybe I need to stay home for whatever reason to, you know, my wife has something and he has to be home with the kids. He goes, I come up with amazingly creative ideas. Mm Mm-hmm. So then I said to him, I said, so now how do you, how do you pretty much institutionalize that going forward? How do you make this more of a real practice, even when you don't have to be working from home? So that, that was something I learned too, that I, that I think I can, um, I can be, I can be very productive being by myself. I also learned that I cannot be by myself a lot. Like my wife noticed that I actually start being more miserable when I'm Mm -hmm. not around people. But so these are some great things I learned. Another question that you want to ask um, yourself is um, what fears did you overcome in 2020? You know, are there things that you never thought you could do that you're doing? That's a learning opportunity that you can um, uh, put on your list. Um, Another question you need to ask yourself for the awareness piece is do you like what you're doing? And I realize this is a risky thing for, you know, me at Mac, me asking people, do you really like what you're doing? But you really need to like what you're doing. If you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to be any good at it. Because what, if, when we like what we're doing, all of a sudden passion will begin to well up. And we got to figure out, do we know what we're passionate about? And, you know, it kind of gets to the point of, do you know what's important to you? I think 2020... It's interesting, you know, we talked about it, the year of vision, you know, clear vision 2020. I think 2020 brought us clearer vision. Mm -hmm. I think we were looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. And like I said this more than once, we were on cruise control. 2020 woke us up. Yeah. Said, hey, it's time to look at what's important in what isn't important. Um, And, you know, if you think about passion, you'll never fulfill your destiny doing what you don't like to do. So you'll never reach your fullest potential if you're not doing something that you love to do. So the awareness piece here is, do I love what I'm doing? When you love what you're doing, when you're passionate about what you're doing, you're going to have an advantage over everybody else. Without question, you will have an advantage over everybody else. Um, and it's energizing. So were there any things that you picked up in 2020 that were energizing for you that you really didn't know was energizing? 
Hmm. I know that's a hard question. That's that like is, throwing you a curveball. It's, I mean, I typically don't feel <laughs> like You're a, a mom of with two kids. You have no energy. <laughs> what, what is energy? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I, you know, I think I did. I started cooking more and Ooh. baking more. Um, Isla, my, my older daughter, loves to bake now. So, um, you know, I mean, I we I we used to joke about how much we we talked about food when we first started the podcast. We it felt right. like we always talked about what we were cooking. We've kind of gotten away from that. Haven't I know, we? We talking I know, about food as much. I know, got to work on that. But um, I think I started looking at preparing meals differently. So, like, of course, I always had to cook and prepare meals for my family. You know, it felt like ten days a week. Um, I was doing that, but. I think then I, I started taking more of an interest in it and trying new recipes and and just different things um, that made it more interesting and, and I was more okay. excited about about doing it instead of it being like oh great I get to make dinner again tonight it was yeah, more like yeah. oh I can't wait to like get these ingredients and put this together and see how it comes out so I think that I learned that and, and felt like I had some passion there to energize my my meals <laughs> that's great and i'm sure your family is appreciative of yeah my, my husband loves it <laughs> man i you know like the smell of something baking and something cooking yeah that works for me yeah so for me the thing that i was shocked energized me was my thinking mm-hmm. where i literally got to the point where there's been a few mornings where i wake up and like i get to go think soon Wow. Which I never would have thought would have been the case. It literally is energizing for me. So, you know, when we talk about awareness, we're just, the reason why we're talking about Marissa cooking and me thinking is we're just sharing an awareness with our listeners. These are things that you need to become more aware of. Mm -hmm. If we really want to have some meaningful change, and, you know, really, who doesn't want meaningful change? I mean, I don't care how wonderful your life is, make it better. Make it richer. Make it deeper. Make it more meaningful. Make it more significant. That only comes from meaningful change. So awareness is that first key piece. Um, find a way to really become aware of where you are. And, and one of, the, th one of the, the notes that I put here for myself that I didn't want to forget, and I was able to share it with a coaching client that was really going through a, a tough time. And hearing some things that he really, I don't think, wanted to hear, but was, he wanted to hear it, but didn't enjoy hearing it. And this quote was something that I had found that same day. When I apply truth to myself, there can be transformation. Mm -hmm. When I apply truth to myself, there can be transformation. There can't be any meaningful change if we don't apply truth. Truth in terms of an awareness into where we are. So that's the awareness one. I deliberately tried to keep it shorter because you know what? It's almost Christmas Eve. So mm -hmm. please don't be, you know what? We don't want you to listen. We want you watching It's a Wonderful Life and <laughs> listening to Christmas music, not listening to the Next Page podcast, right? So do you, we can tell them what we're talking about next week, right? Yes, of course. Step two is vision. Awesome. Yeah. I'll be just so in time anything, for the new year. <laughs> just in time for the new year. And 
So have you gone to Lights on the Lake yet? Did you say you've done that We yet? are going, so um, today's Tuesday. We are going on Thursday of this week. Great. So and it calls for snow. When I, when I uh, bought those tickets <laughs> back in October, I thought... Oh, I hope it snows this day. And wouldn't you know, you we're, snow. we have a you perfect timing, girl. Forecast. Wow. <laughs> so. so I'm waiting to do that till my, my daughter comes mm-hmm. with her family. They're going through all the proper protocols so that they can come and visit us. Um, she must really want to come if she's going to be that disciplined to quarantine mm-hmm. and do all the things she needs to do to come. So we'll go to Lights on the Lake then. Uh, but two of my other kids and their children, I think, went yesterday. Said yeah. there was a long line, so be prepared. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. It must be all the people taking our advice of mm-hmm. seeing things through the eyes of a child, like we talked about last. Yep. So, you know, we wish everybody just a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays. Um, hope that everyone has a wonderful New Year and is safe and keep listening. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was the next page.